Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Happy Balls McWednesday to each and every one of you. I'm Jeff. That's Tom, Director Matthew in the house on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. Got some times, kickoff times announced. All right, here we go. Good news. Florida State uh, just tweeted it out. Sure, there will be a release. Maybe there already was one. I happen to be just perusing Florida State football information during the break, and there it was. Kickoff times. Heads up. Not for all games. I wish. But, hey, when you're 90 days out or so, you got to 95 for Florida State football, 94 in a wake-up. You got you to gotta take what you can get. It's the scraps that we wrestle for in times like this, and we got them now. You already knew 730 Camping World Stadium. Oh, what a stadium it is. I kid. It's a dump. But it's still standing, thankfully, and we'll play in it. Against LSU, you knew that, September the 3rd. What you didn't know was the time and location to be able to watch if you're not going to said game uh, against Southern Miss, September the 9th. It turns out that will be 8.30 p.m. Kind of kind of a good guess there that it was going to be a night game. By the way, 8.30. Woo! Look forward to that post-game show. That is a late one, buddy. Late one, 8.30 on the ACC Network, everybody's favorite network, hosting the Knowles against Southern Miss. Yes, Stoke Campbell Stadium at night against Southern Miss, September the 9th, 8.30 p.m. Wonder if they'll open up the lots at 10 a.m., Tom. Get everybody ready to go for that one. A little tailgate in action. I'm going to warn you in advance that uh, 8.30 kickoffs can be tough. It's hard to maintain. 8.30 kickoffs. I don't care if you're playing air. 8.30, that's a little late to get down. We like to get down a little early these days. We got to start the getting down process no later than 6. We can't negotiate that to 10 p.m.? Might as well. I mean, at that point, let's make it a rave since you 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 alluded to it last (laughs) hour. Let's get this thing started at 11 p.m. A little midnight madness. Welcome to (laughs) Sandstorm Saturday at Dope Campbell Stadium. (laughs) 8.30 8.30 at night, that's a toughie, man. Let's see, you figure you go, eh, tailgating for this one, you're hardcore. But the tailgate is awesome year-round, always. Well, football season round. Uh, 8.30. And then there's the Nooner at Alumni Stadium, which makes so much sense. Of course it is. September the 16th against Boston College at noon on ABC. Supply your own energy, sir. Love it. I love that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's a post-game show that's wrapped up around 4.30 p.m. Yeah, watching the late games. And then, look. Having a tasty beverage, man. We get that first game. We get that W. And we are now 3-0 and after beating Boston College on the road. 
all of these other top five and top ten games are very important for Florida State. I want to watch you, them. Why don't you pull up week three, Tom, while we're having the conversation of the times and find out what riveting football we will be free to watch having just watched Florida State vanquish Boston College by 38 up at Alumni Stadium as uh, the few that make the trip wander about snooting. Newton, as it's called, and uh, try desperately to find a beer. It has been uh, legislated out of the fun up there at Boston College. They're well, not down with it. We will be able to immediately, upon the game ending and the post-game show ending on War Chan TV, watch Tennessee drop 60 on Florida. That's a good start to a Saturday after you're done. Okay, So that game is uh, uh, what time? 4 uh, o'clock? It has not been okay, and okay, revealed all right, yet. All right, so yeah. all we have are opponents right now. But uh, Tennessee, Florida is usually the fixed at that three thirty slot. Yeah. All right. Got that. Any other classic matchups? Which these days that is will be you know they're moving towards it if Florida can get their act together. Don't see any headliners just yet. Okay. So rough week well, to have that time hunting. off. We're hunting. Sleepy nooner is right, uh, and then you know you go from there. I I I like the sleepy nooner. Oh, my God. Alabama is at USF. Mm. Surprised that's not a Wednesday. We don't have much on week three. I'm doing what you're doing. This ain't good. This is not. Man, come on. We got Tennessee, Florida. (laughs) How frustrated are you? This is uh, you're kind of like, what the hell are we doing here, man? LSU Mississippi State. We'll have just played LSU and beaten them, so who cares? Yeah, you ever do this? Because I do this all the time. It's so easy to do this. It makes you laugh. When you are starved for football, as we all are now, and we're thinking about it, and so you know, you go through, and you you pull up the schedule in the off season. Um, so, for example, that week, Tom, the Thursday game is Navy at Memphis. Hmm. There is also Bethune-Cookman at Miami on that Thursday. Now, I sit here today thinking, you know, May 31st, I'm ready to lock into a little Navy-Memphis action. Feels like a good game. I can't wait to watch a little Navy-Memphis. Friday night, by the way, as we're all hanging out with the friends that have rolled into town. or Well, no, this is a away game. You're right. But whatever. Friday night, you're at the the happy hour. That's correct. You know, whatever you do. You got Virginia-Maryland. Hey. Well, Virginia Maryland action. The away game happy hour is uh, an underrated Friday experience. That is true. But I have surveyed as you have, Tom, and what you do get is South Carolina and Georgia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which hit, you hit West Virginia. Uh, yeah, it's tradition. It's an all-time rivalry. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll pit West Virginia. Uh, TCU Houston. You see, we're trying. Penn State, Illinois. Okay. TCU, Houston. Okay. Could be. Maybe. BYU at Arkansas. I'd watch BYU at Arkansas. I'd also tune into that rock fight between Northwestern and Duke. There you go. How about uh, Austin? Where did it go? Florida Atlantic at Clemson. Uh, That wasn't what I was looking at. No. How about Hawaii, Oregon? Late night? No. Hawaii, Oregon? Late night, anything's good. You can make that interesting. You do get LSU at Mississippi State. Maybe. Maybe. 
the one and one LSU Tigers. Yeah. Virginia, Maryland. Oh, I said go. Virginia, Maryland. That was yeah. Washington, Michigan State. There you go. Okay, yeah, there you go. You got where did you see it? I didn't even see a Washington, it Michigan State. It was hidden. Oh, buddy. All right. I'm in on Washington, Michigan State. I'm with you there. We're all just trying to point Colorado State, Colorado. Yeah. Colorado State, Colorado. Okay. Minnesota, North Carolina. That feels like a Mac Brown special, right? These are all week three. 27-27 in the third quarter. You're going, oh, my God, Mac's going to do it again. No, Dad, this is not a park your ass Saturday. I promise you that. It is not a park your ass Saturday. And it is too early in the offseason for Tom and I to engage in. Here comes Virginia. Got you off guard, I know. You went to a different key, too. I was on. I was in midseason form right there with Here Comes Virginia. Felt good. <laughs> I have to admit, Colorado, Colorado State. I think we're going to be watching a lot of Colorado this year. It's the no. It's the it's the number one reason that Deion Sanders was hired at Colorado. They haven't been on TV. Nobody's cared. They haven't won any games. Oh, what the hell? Let's just take a flyer. Right. People will tune in to Colorado this year. All right. Having not read anything on Tulsa in years, it's Oklahoma <laughs> in years. Oklahoma at Tulsa. That just feels like it's going to be close. It's going to be the bat bleep crazy game of week three. Tulsa? It ought not be. Brent. Come on now. Brent. No. What are you doing, I, Brent? Hey, it's I, Tulsa. I don't like I don't like where your head's at already on this. I, I don't I, you know, I don't share in that pessimism surrounding Oklahoma football. I think they'll be better than that. I'm not hey, all that worried. Here's the game you're gonna put the most potato chips on. You probably said it already when you were listing and I was hunting down mm. anything at all. Mm-hmm. Utah State Air Force, you are going to have incredible amounts of knowledge and that might be the 45 unit play that week from our pal Lee Sterling Utah State Air Force is a JCS special well and for years Utah State was a moneymaker of mine it's gotten kind of thrown for a loop also by the way the kickoffs are set to uh, uh, an ESPN announced start times for early college football by the way did you see that as well it's starting to come out now yeah that's why we released ours i hadn't seen anybody else's yet as we're on the air we know we have an eight o'clock game uh between florida and utah on august 31st that's a thursday florida actually venturing out of the state for the first time ever they've never played a game out of the state of florida did you know that I did no ever. There's no other game in their history have they've ever left the state of florida not even in their own conference it's a miracle They've never left the state of Florida, and now here they are. Stip- tick- <laughs> There's something. Sticking their toes in the water. They're doing something. I don't know. I don't know what that is, they but want I to see, like it. They want to see what it's like to leave the state of Florida. <laughs> They're not going to know what to do with themselves when they go to a place that's void of humidity. That's correct. And alcohol. And alcohol and fun. Uh, let's see. Yeah, You're right. That is the Thursday. I didn't realize it's the return match Thurs- was on a Thursday. It's a Thursday night, week one, August 31st, 8 o'clock, ESPN, Florida, Utah. Come on, man. You feel that in your bones. You I know do. you do. I do. I'll Let's watch, go. I'll watch the first quarter at Epcot. Let's go get some cocktails around the world. Man. And then it's LSU and Florida State at the Camping World kickoff in Orlando for that Labor Day Monday. So we'll all be over in Orlando partying together. I'm talking to all you fellow Knowles. We'll be out and about. Doing our thing, having a good time, taking in Florida, Utah. I'm a little shaken by that knowledge, though, that it's on Thursday because that waters down what is already a light Saturday of Labor Day weekend, the day before our game. Mm. You've got South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, always. You can lean on that. you got TCU, Colorado, right? 
believe that's Colorado's opener is against TCU. Oh, that's a tough opener. A little shaky. That's a toughie. And the orange battle, there's Virginia-Tennessee. Not a whole lot going on the day before our game. Labor Day weekend typically has a lot of good stuff, but Florida-Utah being moved to Thursday lightens that load a little bit. That is, that is a toughie, yes. Uh, I, will, I will say September 2nd, uh, Tom, will be interesting. Uh, Virginia, uh, who we know had to cancel the last two games uh, of their season last year due to the death of three teammates um, in that terrible shooting, um, they will play uh, Tennessee uh, in Nashville at noon. Mm. That will be emotional, obviously. Um, Texas is at Alabama at 7 o'clock. What do we do? September the 9th. We now know that game is a night game, as it should be. All right, Tejas, where are you at? Gonna show up? Gonna play a good football game like he did a year ago against Alabama? Had it? Had it? That close? Yeah, Louis Anderson. They had it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, well, that was good. Yeah. A little Roseanne in there. But yeah. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. 7 p.m. September the 9th. That's the uh, highlight for week two. We do have Oklahoma joining the SEC in 2024. And uh, there's a be the final game as a non conference opponent. Uh, that Texas-Alabama matchup. So you think about Texas and Oklahoma from here on out. Anytime you see matchups like that, that will be a conference game. Notre Dame's at NC State at noon in week two, by the way. That actually could, could, could maybe, maybe. Hey, decent nooner. You could watch the entirety of that game, take a long nap before our pregame show ahead of the 830 830 kickoff. kickoff. By the way, you know what else you could watch that day? Texas A&M at Miami. Ooh. Two fraudulent programs with fraudulent coaches you know, and average talent going head-to-head. Can they play each other every year, please? It was such an ugly game. Wasn't it like 16-9 to or some nonsense last year? It was awful. I believe that's right. It was awful. They're perfect for each other. Can they just – maybe just they could go in their own little – Wall in a sea of suck. They have a two-team conference. They play 13 games all against each other, <laughs> yeah, first week, to seven. <laughs> We do get Pitt, West Virginia, uh, 7.30 at night, September the 16th. Other highlights, of course, always every year. We know, uh, you know, the Florida-Georgia game in October. That will be a – do we have a night game there? I think it's a little bit later. Yeah. So this is – every now and again, you come to work, and this is the same for you guys. Go to your office. You got a lot of things you got going on here. You got – Family vacations, got things you want to do. Perhaps you're interested in coming up and watching the NBA Finals, as I am. I actually am intrigued. I've watched all of the uh, postseason of the NBA and the playoffs and find it to be a as unique a Finals matchup as maybe we've ever seen. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre matchup. Almost like the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, Just bizarre. You have, I mean, if you think about the two teams in Miami that are in the Finals, it's like, okay, you were this close, literally this close to not making the postseason at all. One loses the first play-in game to Atlanta and then is down three with 340 to play at home against Chicago, or they're never in the actual playoffs. They don't, they're not even in. And now here they are in the finals. They had a negative point differential on the year, Miami did. Only one other team in the history of the NBA has gotten this far with a negative point differential. And the last time it happened was 1959. It doesn't happen. They sucked. They were awful all year long. They, it, it, you never see this. It's incredible that it's happened. So they were doing at the top of the hour the lines for this series, mm-hmm. and Denver is a five to one favorite. 
to win the NBA Finals. Well, I'll, t- I'll take Denver to win easily. I think Denver wins in five or less. I asked Director Matthew. This was not as publicly known, mm-hmm. the, the numbers. But perhaps you remember, sir? Maybe. Were Jordan's Bulls ever a 5-1 to one favorite in the NBA Finals? Probably, probably. You think so? Yeah, maybe. Seattle, they, maybe? Well, or Portland, maybe. I Well, Drexler. Hmm, I was thinking tough. maybe the Suns or maybe, maybe uh, ironically, uh, the Sonics. Ironically, if they don't win that game six, they're going to lose that series to the Suns in seven. So maybe, yeah, maybe they had, they had lost hold of the series. I don't think Utah, they were 5-1 to one favorites either time. There's no way. So it had to be maybe Seattle. Should have been. Five to one favorites? Carmelo, it's nonsense. I, I, you know, I mean, five to one. I, that is crazy. God. Yeah. Well, again, and the Heat will be fine with this. And so, we'll, if I were a Heat fan, I'm fine with it. I mean, nobody thought they were going to get by Milwaukee. There was no reason to. Now, of course, you can't know that the best player in the NBA is going to get hurt, uh, which aided their endeavor. But still, I mean, they played well in that series. Period. Still, it's big for the city, of Miami. Two conference championships more than their. Beloved Hurricanes have ever given them in the ACC in football. <laughs> so congratulations on their conference championships. I do think it's weird that, like, their second-best player, really their best player in this last series, it, it, it it's, you know, everybody thinks they've got a handle on Miami, but the truth is Caleb freaking Martin was the best player in that series. So uh, Caleb Martin. <laughs> Nobody even knows who Caleb Martin is. He was an undrafted player. In game seven. The and only- not by Miami. They assert themselves to whatever. It's a double-digit lead. It's it's apparent in the building yeah. that this is all coming crashing down, which yeah. is glorious. And Jimmy Butler has a heat check and a half-court half possession, <laughs> and Caleb Martin is jumping up and down and pouting when he's not given the ball. <laughs> the spread's like 16 at the time, and Caleb Martin is pissed. He's like, this is my night. You keep giving me the ball. It was, they were all his night. The postseason has yeah, been I his know. night. It's one long night. My man was 19 and 6 in this series. He shot 60% from twos and four I think I read 49% from three. What are we doing? Uh he was basically out of the league. He he was in Charlotte. He, he's a nobody. And he's their second best player. He's better than Bam. He's be, he was incredible. Certainly better than Bam, yeah. And, and Bam is a really good player, especially because what he makes you do defensively. But, I mean, that's what I mean about the improbability of this run. I, th- I know it's well documented, but, like, I do like the NBA. I do watch the NBA, and I've watched it more in these last two years than I have in a long time. But one of the things that always has stood out over the years is that you're going to have two superstars that kind of make up the core of your team. You're going to have two guys that you have to really deal with. Usually, even, even if there's one that is propelled as the guy is the focal point, you know, there is a Pippin to Jordan. There is somebody else, always. Not really. Not in Miami. Jimmy Butler is a star. I don't know that he's, I mean, I can. Especially so in the playoffs. Right, yeah. He shows yeah. up big in the playoffs. He is known. Yeah. We're done dealing. Yeah, we're, right. we're, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chad TV.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Yeah, I should warn you, skate away, start slowly. Pitch a penny. Tub talk. Ease on in with a little dire straits. Old school. Folks at Pinch a Penny are making it really easy to finally get the hot tub or spa that you've been thinking about happening right now. And for a limited time only, you can get discounts and rebates up to $5,000 plus 0% financing. That's what I zero in on, buddy. 0% financing for 60 months. There you go. You can get in a new hot tub right there in your backyard. Have it delivered with the accoutrements and everything you need. Just 99 bucks a month. Bam! We're hot tubbing it. Just like that. Maybe we can get one put on a truck bed for the drive down to Orlando, and you can just ride in the back of oh, the hot Oh, buddy. I love it. The idea of that. Um, yeah, so 12,000 square foot. Uh, well, it's there's 50 hot tubs, 12,000 square feet of space. Go in there and check it all out. Greer Street, pinch a penny on Greer Street. Go check out those financing options. It's a it's a hell of a deal. Hey, uh, a feather in the cap to our friends at um, the Battles Inn. First of all, I wanted to note I, I kept alluding to it. We're only 86 days away from college football. 86 guys. One of those games we're all going to take a little bit more interest in because it's Navy, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. in Aviva Stadium, site of next year's game in Dublin. What a time. We will all watch that and say, oh, yeah, there are my seats. Look at that. The fun that we're going to have whooping up on poor Georgia Tech if they're still involved in athletics. Well, they better be. Well, I don't know. I mean, they got real problems to Georgia Tech. They're up against it. They're on the ropes. They're reeling. I don't know if they'll play. They better send an IM team. We're going. <laughs> we are. We are going. But we're 86 days away from college football, just so you know. Um, but I mentioned a uh, feather in the cap to the battles in. And I'll tell you why. There was a question that came in uh, to, I think it's Stuart Mandel, about uh, Michigan State's stunning portal entries. And one of them, obviously very specific, uh, Keon Coleman, who chose Florida State. Peyton Thorne is the quarterback who also entered his name. And, uh, you know, they're not too far removed. And I warned everybody at the time, because I, I get tired of this. Fans are very selective when they do this. 
But we recall the great season that Michigan State had, and we all remember Kenneth Walker III toting the rock for 1,000-plus whatever yards, 2,000 yards. He was great. And I like Mel Tucker. But that singularly great season was utilized as a, a way for detractors of Mike Norvell within our own fan base. See, look what they're doing. He had to come in in COVID. Look what they've done. Probably the same guy at the barbecue who says they were frauds. No, this would be a more in-tune guy who had an agenda. This would be those guys who just never wanted Norvell. They're pissed off that he's good. They secretly wish he would start losing. They're that guy. They'd rather have their guy who they wanted succeed elsewhere, and this one fails so they can say, see? But now they suck. Now they're silent. Now they got nothing because they were wrong. And Norvell's good. And Florida State is good. And meanwhile, Mel Tucker, ooh, it's going to be an interesting year at Michigan State. Losing players left and right. And so it is that now they have uh, an interesting set of circumstances on their hands. Quote from the answer in the question or to the question, why would guys like that leave that program and what does it mean? Whenever a high-profile Power 5 player like Coleman abruptly enters the portal on the very last day of the spring window, I forgot about that. It was the last day. I just assume there are NIL deals to be had. Coleman landed at Florida State, which happens to have one of the savvier collectives out there, is the quote, in the event that interests him, is what uh, he went on to say. And then went on to talk about what it might mean or not mean for Tucker. I will say this. I mean, when you commit $95 million to a coach, there are very high expectations of him. And, uh, that's what's happened there. They also have, I might add, a really good collective themselves yeah, at Michigan State. That's important to point out because mm. it's not for a lack of NIL opportunity where he was coming from. Well, so that suggests that it's something else. It could be the town, could be the culture, could be whatever it is. Well, but the quarterback play was terrible, and he didn't like that, and he's a receiver. That's fair. But it's not about I'm not getting paid enough because because Michigan State doesn't have enough. No, that's correct. It's not about that. Uh, for those that do not know, uh, the, the 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 guy that's funding the Michigan State NIL program is the Phoenix Suns owner. He's a Michigan State graduate, Matt Ishbia. Uh, uh, he um, sure. Yeah, he he. I just listened to an interview with him recently. Um, he's in the, I think he's rocket mortgage. He's, he's in that business. So that's, it makes all the sense in the world. You tell me it's not Jay, uh, whatever his name is, Jay Farr. No. Hey everybody. No, Jay. <laughs> no. So they've got a ton of money and he's willing to fund, uh, in extravagant ways. And, uh, yet it wasn't enough to keep Keon Coleman. So that should be noted. And yeah, I just good for you battles in. They've done great work. And, um, it's being noticed now by national writers like, hmm, that's uh, Florida State Collective's the real deal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, and now Florida State is looking at a single-digit recruiting class as long as this year's product on the football field lives up to the expectations, even within the neighborhood of the expectations. Explosive offenses on the field every weekend. You got a couple of playmakers at different levels on the defense. Hey, man. All right. All right is right. Collective working hand-in-hand hand yes, with the product on the field. Yes, and imagine when we get some linebackers and safeties and corners in here to round out the dominance. Couldn't you feel it? Blake Nicholson is here. In my plums.
You could feel it in the plums. All the way down. He is here. He's amongst us in this town. Come on, Blake. You need to be that guy that rolls in on campus ready-made. Ready-made. Tough position to be ready-made. Tough to be a freshman linebacker at this level and be like, yeah, I'm ready to go. There aren't too many guys. Think about all the high school football you've ever watched or if you played or both or whatever it might be. There aren't too many guys that you were ever around that played linebacker in high school. It could have been dominant high school linebackers, but usually their body was not ready to go to what is now modern time power five programs and step in and contribute. That's a tough, tough role. You can be a receiver, a speed guy, be a corner, something like that. You're usually not an offensive or defensive lineman, and you're usually not a linebacker. That takes uh, man strength and density. And then all you have left remaining is one position switch, and then you get the Courtney Nicholson-Bash brother duo that you were dreaming of. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Which that has a ring to it, the Courtney Nicholson duo. It's like a bridge in Tampa. By the by the way, and you you and other Tampians will appreciate that joke. But uh, let, let me let me let me say this uh, before we break. You could call it the Courtney Nicholson Causeway. There you go. Yeah. See there. I would uh, I would only say this, my friends. I because um, I saw an old dad go or East Lansing. You know, yeah, I get it. I get it. Wasn't in love with East Lansing when I visited. I went to the stadium. Beautiful little stadium, by the way. It's it's smaller, but it's uh it's it's well it's it'd be a great place to see a game. Let's put it that way. And it's there's a I don't know, majestic is the right word. It's like it's like you know, I remember I was in Bath, England, and they have this Georgian architecture and it's unbelievable. That's not quite that, but there's something sort of classic about Michigan State Stadium. When you walk in, you're kinda like, ah, okay. I see what you've done here. And they have had, obviously, a ton of really good players go through that program. The campus was fine, a little spread out, but here's what I was going to tell you. There's a bar there on the main strip. Every right. college town has a main strip. Is it called the Spartan? I, I went, no, but I, I can't remember the name of it. I took a picture of it. I'm sure I have it somewhere in the pictures that I have laying around somewhere. Matt Millar and I went to the bar, and uh, imagine that. And, uh, and we, we had to find one while we were there in East Lansing. It was the middle of the afternoon, and we went there, and it was awesome. But I think I've told this story on the air. The incredible – I brought back the – Remember that? We had it up on the Mel Yeah, the Kuiper. magnet. Yeah. yeah. Well, the weirdest thing happened at that East Lansing bar. As we sipped on our ice-cold beer and spoke with the bartender long before it began to fill after 5 o'clock, he was uh, asking us where we were from and all that. And as we were having this conversation, I turned to my right, and I see a picture on the wall with a dude in a Florida State shirt being memorialized. I was like, what, what the hell is going on here? So I got up, walk over to the picture, dude smiling, clearly in that bar, decked in Florida State gear. Walk back over to the bartender. Uh, my man, what's going on? We're Florida State guys. What is this? Oh, yeah, that's uh, whatever the hell his name was, uh, Fred Jones. He lived here in East Lansing but graduated Florida State and moved here in 1952 or whatever it was and, and lived here for the rest of his life. He got cancer and died, but he used to come up here every Saturday to watch Florida State on one of the televisions. Oh, wow. How about that? In the middle of a bar in East Lansing. That's cool. It's really cool. You felt the pull. You felt the pull I of just, the bar. I happened to glance over. Look at that. That's like when I was in, uh, speaking of Ireland, I was in a, uh Ireland um, welcoming center. There was this one in, in yeah, I think it was in Galway, and I looked over, and there's a bunch of books and all this stuff, and I'm like glancing at all the literature, and I look over to my right, and there's a guy with a four-state shirt on. 
I thought you were going to say it called to coach Bobby Bowden was on the show. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But I did run into a guy who was a four-state guy and who listened to the show and lived in Tallahassee. Well, while I was in Galway on a random Tuesday in June. I'm sure he'll be back along with thousands and thousands of others next mm-hmm. June. That is what is sustaining me this offseason more than the season that's right in front of us is the idea of an August <laughs> when it is really hot here. Oh, having the respite of a week in Ireland. Oh, buddy. For a win. Not you know gonna it's going to be a win. Not going to suck. Oh, it's an automatic win. It's just by how much. How bad are we going to beat down Georgia Tech? But we've got this year to worry about, Tom. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Oh, uh, this song now makes me sad because my man here opened for the Spurs and he's done. Evan Dando from uh, the Lemonheads, he's done. It's over. And it's done. It's gone. But at least it was here. Yeah, he came and he played and I thought, okay, let's hear it. Let's do it. I had heard terrible rumors of the ravages of heroin and alas, they are true. Oh, no. He could barely spit it. He barely got through it. So three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, I saw Emmy Lou Harris. Hmm. And she's got it. I think she has a routine of however many hours to get ready. And then she can, she can it do together it. She can do it for maybe an hour. You got an hour and then she's out. Yeah. Because there was an impromptu performance a couple of days before her actual set. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> That was uh, Dylan G. Get a refill time. Mm, Dylan G. Get a refill, huh? Northwestern Rutgers just announced for noon week one. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're trickling in. They're trickling in, guys. I've given you updates as they come in. That one just came across the desk. Well, noon action for uh, Northwestern Rutgers. You were right. Noon for Colorado TCU as well. Tennessee Notre Dame three thirty. I forgot Tennessee's playing Notre Dame, and you mentioned it, but this is uh, Tennessee Notre Dame. When that can't be right, right? That's Tennessee Notre Dame. Double check that. I will, because I don't think that's right. I saw that pop up in this thread, and I went, "Uh, "Are they playing each other?" Tennessee State Notre Dame. Okay, somebody just wrote Tennessee. I knew something was fishy. Uh, Tennessee's first three games. That would have been really cool, by the way. Oh, boy. This is a gettable slate for Tennessee. I was just looking at Just like Georgia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Well, they got rid of the Oklahoma game due to the changing affiliations. But Tennessee's first four games are Virginia, Austin P, Florida, and UTSA. Yeah, it's going to be a good year at Tennessee. Uh, First of all, they're well coached. they got a fun offense. And, um, yeah, I, I I would guess so. Um, no, I, I think that Tennessee – now, look, we all enjoy Florida being down like they are right now, uh, getting these wins. Gobble them up, baby. Things come in streaks in this series. That's fine. Uh, but 
you you would like to see a more competitive East. And Tennessee's emergence um, at a time where Georgia is king of the SEC, not just the East, is important. I mean, you need Georgia to have to start to play some yeah. damn games in their own side of the division that are worth a damn. Right now, it is just a, a, a an easy sledding sort of path. And that game is remarkably late this year. What, Georgia? Georgia-Tennessee is week 11 or week 12. Wow. It is November 18th, the week before Thanksgiving. I don't remember that game being that late on the docket. That is awesome for everybody. Yeah, it is. I, uh, I've i been hoping for a stronger East. Listen, I, the sooner we can all get all this done, I, I want the toughest schedule imaginable before viewing pleasure. And I and I, what I mean by that is I, our fan base does this a lot where they say, well, won't it be more difficult? Of course it's going to be more difficult if we go to the SEC. But listen, at the end of the day, go to the, go to the SEC or the Big Ten or whatever it will be and and start playing a, a great game or a high-profile game or a game that has uh, some cachet of some kind every Saturday. Because once you expand to 12 teams in the playoff, quite literally, if you play an elite schedule, you might be a three-loss team that easily gets into the playoffs. Yes. I mean, so, yeah, if you're any good at all and go 10-3 and three against an elite schedule, you're going to make the playoff. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. If every Saturday I look up, it's a game against Tennessee – or a game against Auburn, or a game against Ole Miss, or a game against Georgia, or a game against Alabama, or or Florida, or we can go on and on and on and on. Yeah, man. Yes. Fewer of the nonsense. Get paid. Beat somebody by sixty games. I I want everybody though. It's it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Everybody has to do it. We're all gonna get beat to hell. That's the that's the lay of the land. That's the way it's gonna work. Every weekend. We are slated to watch teams with real chutzpah going after one another. And it hasn't exactly drained those teams from being able to compete at a high level <laughs> in the playoff, you know? No. It's worked you, out okay. If you can get through it, get to Atlanta, chances are you're going to be hoisting the national championship trophy. Yeah, it, it's a very different landscape now. It, it, it's we, we view it much more um, cynically, certainly, and I understand why. But it opens itself back up to more intrigue if that's what we're having in the future. Games against LSU, Auburn, yeah. Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss. Keep going. Now that that is fun. Give me a whole slate of it with like one little hiccup in between where you get a you get to play a bunch of backups. Well, once again, if Tennessee's future number is nine and a half, I really like the over. I'm sure it, it's got to be ten or ten and a half even though they're replacing their quarterback, because the spacing of the Alabama and the Georgia games could not be better for Tennessee, given that you know they're going to be playing those two teams every year. But some years, Tennessee has, has the run, where it's basically all of October, and they're just going through yeah. all of these juggernauts in mm -hmm. sequence when they rotate in LSU. But Alabama's on October the 21st. It's preceded by Texas A&M, which is easily beatable. Then Georgia is preceded by Kentucky, Connecticut and Mizzou. Tennessee's going to be ready for that Georgia game in the penultimate week of the year. They will have installed for weeks. They will be all right. Yeah. They yeah. will be all right. Well, there was a story earlier today for college football fans on ESPN about what we'll learn uh, with the biggest games and players and storylines early in the year. So, you know, that obviously is going to happen when we're less than 100 days away from the start of college football. Number one on that list for the September games was LSU Florida State. So it's good to be involved in that game yet again, have another you know, matchup where we're involved in that way. But also, 
for those September games. You had Texas at Alabama, which I alluded to earlier. Uh, you had Ohio State and Notre Dame. That game's at Notre Dame. Um, Tennessee's at Florida, which you've talked about. And uh, Pitt's at West Virginia. South Carolina's at Georgia. USC is at Colorado. That's only interesting because of the uh, Dion factor. But those are your games of September that people have circled and said, we'll maybe teach you something about teams that have a shot at the playoff. Certainly it would eliminate some people as well. So that that's really what it is. Probably an elimination game for Ohio State and Notre Dame maybe. Certainly for Notre Dame. Well, it's yeah. Done. They might be eliminated right now. Just saying. Texas, Alabama, 7 o'clock, September the 9th. You're going to – come on, Texas. I think that's that's probably exactly what their entire fan base is saying. Come on, guys. They don't have Bryce Young. They're breaking in a new quarterback. Their defense was terrible a year ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. You almost beat them last year. Granted, that was at home. But still. Yeah. There's no more Bryce. That's There are years, man. I keep coming back to that when you're just looking at us and comparing us to the field. If this was last year's field, I don't know. I don't know that I say it's playoff or bust. But this year, we are veteran at the right time. A lot of big-time programs breaking in brand-new quarterbacks and have questions about coordinators or some kind of deficiency. And we are bringing everybody back to go all in. The great news is I don't know that the drop-off to 24 is going to be that big if we can continue to recruit and hit the transfer portal said, the way the Battle said, of the End is doing it. I said this yesterday. Uh, Corey mentioned, no, you gotta you got to win this year because 2024 is going to be such a significant drop-off. Nay, nay. No, it does not have to be a significant drop-off. You've got good players. You've raised the floor. You're recruiting well. You're about to bring in a sea of other really good players. You're going you're gonna to continue to do well in the portal. That's become a thing now. No, man. You've got to get a quarterback. You've got to feel good about your quarterback. And yeah. no, you won't have Jordan Travis, who everybody feels great about right now. I get it. But, man, the elite programs are able to lose a starting quarterback and have a good season. They don't fall off a cliff. They don't go from winning 11 games to five. Yeah, if it was still a 14 playoff next year, I'd say, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's yeah. shoot for 10 and see if we can get to 10. All I'm but saying now is that, that the tw- annual expectation ought not fall below nine at any Correct. point. Yes, I agree with you, especially what we've been able to consistently show. Yeah. And we're only getting better in the high school ranks. But now that there are 12 seats at the table for the playoff next year, that means that the playoff discussion is just as relevant in 2024. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just talking about a standard for wins annually. Like, Alabama didn't have a great season last year. Go check their win total. They did all right. You know, it's like that that ought to be our low. Maybe not quite yet but we're getting to a place now where you should year in and year out know oh it's a down year for Florida State they went nine and three yeah that because that's what's happened with teams like Clemson like when you are back on top of this league that's the way it goes I just I can't wait for us it's going to happen at some point unless they change the way that they seed these games and and dole out the locations but while there are still 12 team playoff on campus home playoff games I know that means you do worse during the season because yeah. there are bye weeks yeah. to, to yeah. skip that round altogether. But I want to do just well enough but not be elite so that we could host a playoff game in December at Doak. Come on. Oh, buddy. That would be so special. The Miami game here two years ago with the Miracle 4th and 14 was pretty cold. It was pretty cold that night in the second half. Not bitterly cold or anything like that, but it was pretty chilly. We all had jackets on. It's been a minute 
since I've been in that stadium where I went, God, dog, it's cold. One of the nights that was fairly cold. I think everybody would agree it's not warm. Uh, the wake, 30 to nothing ass kicking? Oh, well, sure. It was rainy and cold. And I was going to say sure, and I stopped. Yeah. But uh, 2016 Florida, that game, yeah, that was a yeah, night kick. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Because the band, there's like a different hollow sound to the band when yeah. it's cold outside. It's just something to do with, I'm sure, meteorologists yeah. in Florida, they could tell you exactly what it is. But there's a different kind of snap and sound to the cold air. And when that meshes with a band in college, I mean, all of the pageantry that you hear about and people the, weep over it, it becomes real. It's the dew point, Tom. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, no, honestly, uh, there have been very few lately. Everything shifted later, and you're out there, you're like, man, there were times back in the day where, you know, early November, you got some cold games. Not anymore, really. Yeah. The Boston College uh, zone read with a 47-speed oh, quarterback. Oh, Jesus. That was a cold night. It was a ridiculous night. He was even slower because of the cold, and we still couldn't stop him. It's because everybody was gone, too, so there's not as much body heat. We got time for probables? Two minutes. Two minutes. Fired up. Brought to you by our friends at Power Mill, by the way. Go ahead and let them talk right over me. Power Mill Training Academy, equipping and motivating the athletes focused on baseball and softball. Power Mill Training Academy. PowerMillSports.com. Fired up. Mm, he didn't even get the probables. Oh, he played underneath you. Oh. Very low. Rangers, Tigers, Dane Dunning, Joey wins. Angels, White Sox, Jaime Barrera, and Lance Lynn. Rays, Cubs, Zach Eflin, Justin Steele, Guardians, Orioles, Shane Bieber, Keegan Atkin. That'd be Aiken. Braves, Athletics, Jared Schuster, and James Caparillion. Pirates, Giants, Mitch Keller, not just screwing Mitch, Alex Wood. Nats, Dodgers, Patrick Corbin, Noah Syndergaard, Padres, Marlins, Blake Snell, Braxton Garrett, Brewers, Blue Jays, Julio Tehran, Alec Manoa, Reds, Red Sox, Luke Weaver, James Paxton, Phillies, Mets, Aaron Nola, Carlos Carrasco, you guys got the bet? Twins, Astros, Louis Varland, Hunter Brown, Rockies, D-backs, Denelson Lamette, famous war hero, Tommy Henry, and Yankees, Mariners, goes Clark Schmidt and George Kirby. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. All right. Luke Weaver's still out there dealing in the majors. He's vested. He's, he's got money, man. He's going to be all right. What's his ERA these days? 5-4-5. Uh, five, five. All right. That's better. It was astronomical a couple weeks ago. Come on, Luke. By the way, he was the uh, 27th pick in the first round. What year? Quick. You know it? 15. 2014. Ah. Man, it's been in the league for, yeah, I mean, he's been in the league since 16. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Peace. Have a great rest of your Balls Week Wednesday.